0: Hello everyone, minasan konnichiwa, welcome to the podcast of Lounge Japanese with Haikyuu. In this podcast, I'm going to be teaching the Japanese language and introducing Japanese cultures using and sometimes not using Haiku anime manga series. As always, I have to warn you about possible spoilers of the series, so we will move on carefully. Let's get started with today's quote, which is... This is going to be um, manga spoilers, so please be careful. Uh, this is Kenma's line, Tusmanなくnattara yameru. Tusmanなくnattara yameru. So this is what Kenma said to Hinata when Hinata was visiting Kenma, and Kenma was offering Hinata sponsorship. Hmm. Qu- because, quote unquote, he has money. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm introducing this line because this was kind of blowing up on Twitter and uh, because there was a little bit of drama which I really couldn't find but um looks like some people try to cancel camera for this line because he's being toxic here mm, which is interesting um the, the, this is because of the official translation so the translation was if you ever get boring I'll drop you mm. so yeah that's quite interesting actually uh but but um even looking at the translation di- di- i would say i definitely say kenma is never being toxic here because mm, well, so one thing they hinata and kenma close friends so and then kenma is obviously saying this line to start up Hinata. Motivation to try harder, try hard, and um, and also like um, it's his money after all, it's his his money and his generously kindly, is of offering sponsorship to Hinata. So like, um, it is it's like, how can he can can he be toxic, considering the context? Mm, right. And um, but still, I would say this translation is mm, quite interesting. So okay, let's look at the original line. So if I if I translate this line uh, as a native Japanese speaker, I would say if I ever get bored, I'll cancel the cancel it cancel the sponsorship. Because, mm, like, um, so but uh, theoretically, the English translation is possible because there's no subject or object given here, so is it's it's uh, it's ultimately uh, up to the um, reader's interpretation. But with that said, so nakunaru is uh, mannakunata, mm-hmm. it's usually um, when we say in, in Japanese. We say this in Japanese. We usually exp, try to express, um, "I got bored." The speaker got bored. So, yeah. So if so, it's majority. It's the case majority of the time or most of the time. So if there, when there's no subject given, we would definitely interpret it this way. If I got if I got bored, I got bored. Hmm. Like, because there's no subject here, so it's still possible to translate it as if you uh, show you here ever get boring. Hmm. But anyway, then the next line Yamel literally means to quit something. So um, if you think that if you think naturally i mean uh considering the context it's gonna be quit the sponsorship quit the, uh so i will cancel the sponsorship um like, uh, mm, i say like uh, i can see the translators listening here so there's two things one thing is so what can I you can one said to another. <clears throat> Kema once said to Hinata, "Stay interesting, Shoyo. Stay interesting, Shoyo." So this is um, him saying, like, uh, if you ever get boring, that will make a little bit of contrast, uh, parallelism. So I can see that <clears throat> too. But, uh, and another, two, two, uh, another thing is like, uh, Hinata was. I like terrified hearing this line in the next panel. Uh you know, look like look looking kinda of intimidated by what what camera said. Mm, so so maybe translators thought it's better to, for the line to have a little bit of punch and spice. But I would say uh, so about this, the interesting thing. I would still think it's a stretch. If that intended that kind of contrast parallelism here, they definitely have put the subject there. Because otherwise, we Japanese people definitely think, uh, do not really come up with that. And then another thing, Hinata <clears throat> was in, being intimidated here. I think it's more about Kenma's mood rather than the line, per se. Kemba is that kind of person. Like, he, he, what he says is not, like, that dramatic or anything. But like, his mood can be a little intense. Like, remember, like, when Hinata and Kemba first met? And, like, Kemba was saying this. I think our team is pretty strong. And uh, with those eyes and uh, that mood suddenly intensifies. Mm. So Kemba is that kind of person. So it's not, I, I would say it's, it, the line per se doesn't have to be so dramatic or anything, but just my it's just my opinion anyway. So and more than anything else, please do not try to cancel camera for this. Okay. And next, let's do a character name breakdown, and today's character is Mia Osamu, Mia Osamu. So in an earlier episode I broke down Mia at already. so let's review it quickly. So Mia their last name means a shrine and then um, Japanese shrines, many of them die for a fox which is in mascot animals. So Mia represents uh like fox and like a shrine that are where foxes are uh, uh, enshrined. And then Atsumu, his last, his first name means helping people. Mm. That's quite fitting for Atsumu's personality. Uh, his that his uh, mindset, his selfless mindset um, when he's playing as a setter. And then how about Osamu? The, the kanji for Osamu is uh, used for this verb, Osameru. osameru. And this means two main meanings. One is to reign, rule, or control a lesion or specific or some organization, and another meaning is to cure, heal diseases. Mm-hmm. So you can interpret either way. Maybe um, if if Osama means to rule. Maybe his name means "lulinda ruling Lulinda shrine of foxes, and uh, if "osamu" means to cure, maybe his name means to um to give therapies, to give cures to people around. Mm. So either way, it's um, fitting. Maybe it's a uh, combined of the two. Possibly, mm, constantly his like soft uh, attitude and also. Uh, yeah, his position, like as a part as a partner of Atsumu. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's pretty fitting. Yes, I I really like his name, and that how Atsumu and Osamu, their names are aligned. Mm. So, uh, it was it was quite short, but this is it for character name breakdown. Okay, now I'm going to introduce a useful Japanese phrase. It is Kuki o yomu." Kuki o yomu. This literally means to lead the air. Mm. Yomu means to lead. Kuki is the air, and it it means it means it is used to uh, mean express to lead between the lines to lead the atmosphere to pay attention to the context. Mm. So it's not like this press process is for. It's more like knowing knowing this concept is important in, in the Japanese culture. So as I keep saying in this podcast, Japanese culture is like this, you know, where people do not say things so, things clearly so directly, and our communication highly relies on each other's interpretational skills, like trying to understand what pe- other people are trying to say, are uh, implying behind the words. Mm. So it's really important to keep that in mind. But uh this concept is not really that um that specific to Japanese in any in anyway I think this is um this appears in any culture I believe so I can imagine like uh there are two situations there are two of your two of your friends are uh, having a nice conversation and they're kind of like in a good romantic mood. Mm, and uh, if you if you get into get into the conversation of the two, you are not ku- doing this thing. Mm. You're basically breaking the romantic mood. So that is um that is the example you are not doing kuki If you if if you say if you do things like that, maybe uh, the, one of the friends will say to you kuki oyomeo you got to lead between the, between the lines, or so you got to lead the atmosp- atmosphere. Uh, so that's the concept. So I can, so important thing is no, to not disrupt the flow, uh, to not break the, um, what is, um, to not go against the flow, what's going on in the situation. Seeing so that the tendency to not, um, not for, to not allow that is stronger. In Japan, Uh, quite strong in Japan compared to the rest of the world, as far as I know. So yeah, Uh, please remember this line. Kukiyoyum. So you maybe it's good to know just about know about this word like kukiyoyum. Also in Japanese, we have to kukiyoyum, and you and uh, maybe constantly remind you of that concept. Okay. Okay, so finally a little bit of cultural thing. Today, I'm going to introduce omiai. omiyai. Omiyai is coming from miyau, this verb, which literally means to see each other. And so it's kind of has become unknown and it's Miai and always attached to the sense. And then, so what it means, there are two main meanings. And then the first one is it's used in ball games where you players have to like pick or catch a ball like volleyball or baseball so so the situation is like uh so the ball is coming down and you that uh, players who are who are close to the dropping point there are two players say uh, two players who are close to the dropping point of the ball and obviously they have to communicate and to decide which who is going to pick, like, um, when there's when miscommunication happens, the uh, non, none of the players uh, try um, actually try to catch the ball and then that ball drops. So, why is it called referred to as me or MIA is because, like, um, they imagine like two players trying to communicate, it's your ball, so you take it, and then both players go like that. And in that case, they, are, they see each other. They see eye to eye, um, and that's, that's seeing each other. So that's called omiyai. And so basically, it's dropping a ball due to miscommunication. I'm, maybe there's a specific English word for this, but I don't really know. Um, and another meaning is like, um, this is kind of, kind of Japanese traditional thing, a marriage arrangement dinner. Uh, That's this thing, parents try to introduce, parents introduce prospective potential partner for their son's daughters through their own network, Mm. and then arrange a dinner party. Uh, Hearing this, you might imagine something like federalism, federalism tradition of marriage arrangement, but um, it's not really uh, necessarily like that. It's basically just parents um uh find a potential partner for their sons and daughters using their network, uh, and then it's it just um if if the they each the two of them the two prospective partners do do click with each other, they can just get together, but otherwise they can just move on and that's it. So like their parents are forcing them to get married or anything, most of the time. But in toxic cases, uh, that kind of like, that scenario happens where the parents are kind of forcing the you know part, prospective partners to get married by arranging that kind of situation. Like uh, it's not really, at least in the modern day Japanese, I don't think it's happening, uh, uh most of the time. So actually, my my big sister got married to a so it's still there in Japanese but it's not really toxic or anything. So yeah. That's a uh, culture of Omiya. And then, uh, in High there was this scene, this random scene where washijo coach of Shutoitawa club stood up and say, ai nara onna to <laughs> So, this is uh, this happened when like there's uh, this dropping a ball happened because of miscommunication, and Master of course suddenly stood up and shouted this line. And this means like if you do an OMI, you gotta do at least you gotta do that with a girl. I'm not sure if he's trying to be (laughs) humorous, I don't know. So gaomiyae here has two meanings, so dropping a bowl and do a marriage arrangement dinner. Obviously, Goshiki couldn't get get it, and he was so confused, and that was so funny and cute. Uh, anyway, so this is a little bit of cultural-ish insight, and I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you again uh, next week. See you, bye. Have a nice weekend. much